So, um, this week when uh, the group of us uh, that uh, go and do um, open the book assembly at St. Augustine's at Skeynes Hill um, had a song um, and uh, it was God's Not Dead. And some of you will know that song. We're not going to sing it. At least I don't think we're going to sing it tonight. But we're. Um, but when we say that first bit of a line, between the God's not dead and he is alive, there is a shout of no. Right? God's not dead. No! He is alive. And uh, they didn't get quite as enthusiastically into it as I thought they might have. But they did start to pick up the idea that they could shout in the assembly hall. So um, I want to start this by thinking, do you have... A specific memory of shouting. Or maybe you can think about the last time you shouted. That might be hard for some. My dad, um, when he was alive, told me about um, when he was doing his national service, which was uh, in the Army Catering Corps, and he got sent to um, go on a two-week course in preparation for promotion to being a corporal. And he said the only thing that he could really remember about that course, the main teaching point, seemed to be the ability to shout instructions from one side of a football field to the other who were put into pairs and they just had to shout at each other. I couldn't really remember anything else out of those two weeks that he'd had in his youth. And uh, I guess that's uh, a sense of you want people on the parade square or, or people on the battlefield perhaps or maybe in the case of the catering corps, in a noisy kitchen, um, to hear the instruction. The instruction to stop, not run on the road, um, but maybe the, the cheer or whatever. Much of the shouting in the Old Testament comes from battle scenes. Following the trumpet blasts at the taking of Jericho, the, the, there was a shout that goes up as the walls come down. Later on, we, we hear of the men crying, uh, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. There's a shout. Or following the slaying of Goliath by David, when the Philistines are being routed, there's a shout, a sort of battle cry, a, a, a sort of 
scary, but also urging each other onwards. But the examples of shouting that we see in the Psalms are not that sort of battle shouting, not the stop. They're far more like the experience Cliff was talking about. They're shouts of joy. Shout, the, the word shout appears 19 times in the Psalms, and each time it's related to a shout of triumph or a shout of joy. But we don't always shout it. We might be shouting it internally sometimes, that shout of joy. But it's rare that most of us do such a thing. And our experience in the church is that uh, we might not clap that much either. That there's a nervousness, even when um, the Sunday morning singers have brought us a piece of music or something, or maybe the young people have done something up the front, we, we, sort of, we go to clap and we think, oh, we're in a church. Are we applauding them? Oh, we might give them pride or something. We don't want to do that. And, and there's a hesitancy there. And I've seen it at times uh, that have been places like Spring Harvest when they've said, let's give a cheer or a clap for the Lord. And I've, I've sort of almost cringed. I'm not, I'm not quite sure that this is me. It, it's enforced. But yet, here it is. At the start of this psalm, an instruction to clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. And uh, I wonder why, you know, instead of our normal clapping, oh, that was jolly well done. I, I, I don't think that's what the psalmists have in mind. There's a bit more of the football fan raising our voices and bringing a huge cheer to honour God not silently or quietly but with such a loud shout a loud sound now it seemed that this psalm is written um to mark an event of some sort. And of course we have this because it's been Ascension Day on Thursday. And the early church started adopting this uh, as it's um, a, a psalm part of its liturgy for Ascension. Um, though 
before that, it had been thought more of uh, as part of the, the start of the year uh, and a celebration that way. It's, it's a new year, a new beginning, and, uh, and perhaps even the dedication of the temple. Uh, and it, it's written with imagery of an actual royal event. Perhaps the earthly king of Israel being present and attending the temple. And I imagine next Saturday the crowds will not be silent in Windsor. They will be clapping loudly and cheering loudly at Harry and Meghan's royal wedding. And they will be doing it to um, to praise what is going on over there. But also in some ways so that the gaze will be turned in their direction. And as we clap and cheer for the Lord, we want his gaze to come to us. We want him to smile upon us and delight in who we are and what we are doing. That we are seen to be his people. And so we raise this sound. Senses are important to us. They are are how we measure things and evaluate where we are, how we fit into a context. Sometimes they give us concern. Sometimes they give us delight. We're called to taste and see that the Lord is good. And we will taste and see that the Lord is good later. As we share bread and wine. Um, <clears throat> last Sunday morning, uh, my family and I, I were not here. We went to Skeens Hill um, to uh, a baptism that Faith had been invited to and we were able to, to go there together. And I was saying about it, it was how there would be communion. And uh, Faith has the habit of taking the bread but not the wine. And we, um, we were discussing this on the, on the way there. Saying, you know, because it'll be a, a different thing. It's not passed among us. Um, from person to person um, in our understanding that we are sat around the, the Lord's table but in the Anglican church we step forward and receive it at the rail and, uh, and she was saying that I, she, uh, she didn't take the wine not because she was worried about getting drunk or anything about her age but she said that uh, wine tastes of melon that's gone off you know which I, I guess has that slightly fermented element to it um, 
So her impression of tasting and seeing that the Lord is good when it comes to communion is maybe not always there. Um, But we would generally think that it is right. And it is all right when we have uh, wine, particularly uh, alcoholic wine, to allow it to pass by if that is where we are. Uh, either because we don't want the taste or because we prefer not to uh, share in alcohol. That's tasting and seeing. But we've mentioned incense in our songs of praise tonight too. And Hosea describes the Lord's fragrance as like the cedars of Lebanon bold, fragrant. We get this sense that in tasting and seeing and smelling that there is a boldness. Yet although we might be wanting to raise a loud noise to the Lord, the Lord himself sometimes speaks in quietness. Still small voice that Elijah hears on the mountainside in 1 Kings. And he hears our quietness too. The Lord hears our prayers that are whispered just as well as those that are shouted. Sometimes the things that we shout are things to God when we are concerned, when we're angry, when we're not sure, when we're struggling. The Lord hears the whisper and the shout. He hears the prayer that is completely silent too and only spoken in our hearts. Which in some way then begs the question of why we are directed to shout and to clap and to cheer at the beginning of this psalm. Perhaps not so that the Lord knows we are present and rejoicing, but that the rest of the world will hear our praise. He is the king over all the earth. And the psalmist sees it twice in this passage. He is the king over all the earth. And it's right that all the earth hears the praise that we have. And a call to praise is issued to the whole earth. Next week, as we mark Pentecost, the reading from 
Acts 2 tells us of the crowd being attracted by the noise of the spirit-blessed disciples speaking in their different tongues. Spirit's gifts are for the building up of the church. And that event was no different. The church was not being really built up by the disciples talking to each other in unlearned languages. But the sound it made gathered a crowd who were soon challenged to accept Jesus the Christ as their Lord and Saviour. It was the sound of those voices that made people stop and say, what's going on? What's happening? How much noise do we make in our faith journey? Not just how loud has David turned it up on the sound desk. But how much noise do we make? We tend to be hidden in the building as we praise our king. But our king is the king over all the earth. He is the one who changes nations and wins victories. The people are rejoicing in all that has happened. Not just in their life, but in all that has gone before. When the Israelites entered the promised land. It is therefore right that all the earth should hear our song. That they hear the cheer, they hear the clap. And they have the opportunity to join in praising his name. But they might not want to. We, at times, might have done things that led others to question, you know, is it right that we cheer? After the civic service that was at this morning, I spoke with a number of people who don't normally attend church. And quite a few of them confessed to me that they believe in God but they stopped attending church. They were fearful that the church spoke of love but did not act lovingly. That spoke of a call to serve, but then focused on the church's life. It would seem the image we 
And I mean that in the wide sense, not us specifically, but we in the church sometimes give is, is not positive. But yet, we have so much to be thankful for. So much to praise God for. So much to delight in. And those people need to hear it. Need to hear the joy, the delight, the happiness, the presence of the Lord in those difficult times. And the awareness that we don't always get it right. But that God does get it right. And that God can change us and make us right with him. We need to be the positive people. We need to be the joyful shouters, the clappers of hands, and the declarers of the deepness of God's love. And sometimes we need to declare that in a shouty way that is not simply a shouty way with our voice, but a shouty way outside the doors, sharing God's love so that the whole world might hear that our King is King over all the earth.